Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Omaha, Joe Stanton, ready for another Thursday night breakdown. And this week we've got the Patriots traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. And Joe, what a tale of two different franchises, the way they're coming into this game. New England won by 38 on Sunday and Atlanta lost by 40. I don't know if that's ever happened before. No, we're getting some we're getting some weird Thursday night matchups, Andrew. Baltimore and Miami. Uh, we thought that was going to be a wash, and then Miami comes out on top. So I'll say this: you never know with these short turnarounds. Here um, could be a competitive game, um, could be a blowout um, based off of recent success. But I mean, you got to be kidding me with that Ravens Dolphins game last Thursday. Ravens couldn't move the ball. That was unbelievable how much trouble Lamar Jackson had hitting open guys. I mean, I was all about Marquise Brown and he had 13 targets, but they just yeah. could not connect. You had our best lineup with Mark Andrews though. So thank you for that. Yeah. Andrew, we've been, um, there was, there was the one Thursday night where we absolutely smashed it. Um, but in the past four or five here, we've been getting consistent lineups out there um, that are winning even these, even in these weird game scripts. So I'm still feeling the good vibes. Um, as we head into this one and excited to break it down. Absolutely. Me too. So yeah, let's get after it here. Let's build some monster winners and new England, the big favorites here on the road here by seven, a yeah. total of 47, you know, new England really going in the right direction Four straight wins. Not only did they have that huge win over Cleveland, but the week before 24 to six over Carolina. So their defense is really picking it up. On the other hand, Atlanta's defense is not, Across the board here, we have great matchups for for New England. Atlanta's given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, fifth most to running backs, fifth most to wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, the, the major theme here is getting as many Patriots into my lineup as I can, you know, not just because of the matchup here, but because of the prices. The prices don't prevent that. They allow mm. us to go Patriot heavy here. Uh, and it's going to be a challenge on your side. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that. You've got you've got the the Falcons today. But let's start here with the passing game for uh, New England. Mac Jones had his best game of the season last week in terms of touchdowns. He got three yep. for the first time. Very efficient, 19 for 23. That's the thing. He's been pretty good, 69% on the year just for his completion percentage. Okay, He hasn't had a bunch of ceiling games. He's only had one game with 300 yards. 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. We know he had some early picks, but right. he's got he's gotten better here. Um, and on a showdown slate at 10-6 on DraftKings, squarely in play for me. And I'd like to pair him up with Jacoby Myers. This week on Pro Football Focus, as you know, Joe, uh, since they're our partners and we've been looking at this data, he has the best matchup of anybody for the whole week, 99.9. Yeah. yeah. So – Nines are wild, and he had his first touchdown last week, so he got that monkey off his back. Uh, that was in garbage time from Brian Hoyer. Now, Mac Jones, it's his turn to connect with Myers. So what do you think about that duo this week? Yeah, well, I, I really do like Mac Jones. He's just slowly become more and more consistent throughout the season. Um, he's probably my favorite rookie quarterback at the moment. And it's awesome because Jacoby Myers has a great matchup, like you said, and he got his first touchdown last week um i i like mac jones a lot here um in the way he's been thrown especially against this atlanta defense um the point to attack the land defense is going to be in the slot 
which is where Jacoby Myers lines up 68% of the time. Um, so I obviously really like him there. Um, and I, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I want to get to these Patriot pass catchers, running backs. I, I really just like the Patriot side of the ball. And it's surprising that, you know, you mentioned the pricing on DraftKings, but even on FanDuel, Mac Jones is cheaper than Matt Ryan over there by 500 bucks, but still cheaper. Um, so I agree. I, I really like pairing up Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers in this one. I will take an extra 500 bucks all the time. No problem. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing about Mac Jones that in his post game press conference, I really liked how he was celebrating for Myers, even though he didn't get to pass him the touchdown. Yeah. You know, really seems like he's taking that leadership role, even though he's a rookie, getting more comfortable, like you said. Uh, and I think, you know, the team's starting to really gain confidence and rally around him. So I like, I like the chemistry there. And Kendrick Bourne is another guy who's, you know, really starting to step up, kind of taking the lead over Aguilar, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as that second target. Really strong game last week, almost 100 yards, got a touchdown. Yeah, I think he's just better on those, you know, intermediate routes than Aguilar. You know, Aguilar can be a deep threat here, but Bourne's my choice. He's more expensive, but, you know, if, I, if I'm going to go with another receiver, it's Bourne. Yeah. Also a strong matchup on paper, uh, according to PFF. And then uh, we've got Nikhil Harry questionable with the knee. He did play 35 snaps last week, only got one target, one catch. But the tight end situation was pretty big last week. Hunter Henry really took advantage of Jonu Smith's absence with two touchdowns. Did you know, Joe, that in the last seven games, Hunter Henry has scored at least one touchdown in six of those seven games? It's wild. Yeah. It's a lot. He's a red zone guy, isn't he? He's by far the favorite red zone target here. He's kind of like, I'll compare him to a running back in the league. He's like James Conner. He just finds the end zone every week, and you're and you're all right with it. Um, so I agree. Yeah, two touchdowns. Johnny Smith's questionable again. Um, he is just a large target for Mac Jones. He obviously feels comfortable throwing to him. Yep, absolutely. Not as good of a matchup on paper as – the other positions we've talked about, but because of that touchdown upside and consistency, he's definitely in play for me. And then let's not delay any longer here. We got to talk about these Patriots running backs because it's a huge part of the offense. And with Damian Harris out last week, Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson really stepped up big time, hundred yards, two touchdowns. He was really strong in our uh, FanDuel hybrid lineup that did quite well. Um, he also had four catches, which is important to me here because we've got Damian Harris back cleared from the concussion. So this is a, a big question mark. What's going to happen with this backfield? Damian Harris has been the workhorse most of the season. Stevenson has had a couple healthy inactives as Harris really won that job. But you know, Stevenson looked awesome last week. Yeah, really did. And I actually you know, I would give him a slight edge in terms of just the overall talent, the way that he looks. So it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen now with them both healthy and playing strong. Cause you know, Harris has had a strong season. He's gotten in the end zone a bunch. Yeah. Um, with Stevenson having 24 touches last week, Harris not playing short week here on Thursday. My instinct is going to be, probably closer to a split than it has all season. 
uh, I, I think they're going to use both and just try to wear down Atlanta, keep the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands. So that's my thought right now here is kind of a close split between these two. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree with the same. I agree in the same um, line of thinking that you're in, Andrew. I think it will be a split. I think the short turnaround doesn't help um, Damian Harris to get back to that full running back workload because that's the way he was climbing uh, for the past couple weeks. You know, 20 carries, get into the end zone. You know, Bill Belichick, he kind of has a game plan in his mind, and you know, regardless of injury, he's going to pretty much stick to it. But because Stevenson just really had that big game. And he's gonna he's coming off of that. He feels good. Um, you know, I think they I think they roll both out there. So I think it's important, um, the running back room for the Patriots, because I, you know, I Andrew, I'm pretty sure in the same line I'm thinking, but the Patriots are gonna go up big and they're gonna start running out the clock a little bit um as it gets down the stretch. So I think figuring out these running backs are important. I think it's a split. I don't think Damian Harris is back to the running back no, running back one numbers. Um, and I and I agree. I think Stevenson's in play. Um, Bolden and JJ Taylor would be those two running backs sitting out. But Atlanta has let up nine touchdowns this season to running backs. Um, so it's definitely I, Atlanta's defense all over the field is is not great. Um, so yeah, I agree with you um, on the running back point, and I agree with you on KJ Bourne. I want to throw that one out there as well. Um, the way he's lining up. So, yeah, I think it's important to figure it out, but I agree. I, I give an edge to Stevenson coming off a good week and a short week. Yeah, and the thing is, if it is a split, that's going to be a bit of a departure from the normal New England breakdown. Right. They they usually have one primary carrier, and then they'll have a third down specialist like James White, who's out with injury. So that's why Bolden has stepped up in that role. Um, and now it's just a you know kind of a unique dynamic that – those two guys really are more of the ball carriers than the, the pass catchers. But the reason I mentioned Stevenson having those four catches last week is that Harris only has 11 receptions on the season and never more than two in any one particular game. So Stevenson has shown a bit more there recently. Uh, he did have a drop inside the 10, though, which was a pretty bad drop. So, you know, who, who knows if Bill penalizes him for that because if you fumble in that offense you definitely get penalized yeah and you definitely get you definitely get sent to the end of the bench yeah. yes you do so uh bolden is you know he's still playable for me i think he'll get some action he you know could get a couple catches but mm -hmm. you know i think this is more so than ever going to be you know more of a close split with stevenson and harris but i think stevenson might have a chance to get couple more looks as a receiver so he might get a small edge for that reason but yep. yeah it's gonna it's gonna be tough they are you could play a lineup with both because if that game script works out where they're up big and they both get 10 to 12 carries there's no reason they both can't get 70 yards and a touchdown uh and pay it off so um that's the story there on on new england any final thoughts before we transition to atlanta yeah, no, I agree. Uh, nothing else to add. Of course, we do um, our viewers' favorite segment at the end, um, our favorite kickers, um, and that one we have some updates on uh, for the Patriots over here uh, with Folk, you know, being questionable. But we'll, I don't want to get ahead of myself uh, of talking about the kickers. So yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to roll on to the to this blazing Atlanta Falcons offense. Excellent. Do you want to in, uh, invite folks to join us for the lineups tomorrow? Would I would I ever? 
um, yeah, as you can see up in the top left, uh, dfscoachtalk.com is the place to to go check out um, and where you can join us. We have three day passes, five day passes, um, you know, season long NFL, um, NBA. Hop in for whatever really fits for you. We have an option for everybody. Um, give us a try. Stay with us for a while. You'll get jump right into our Discord, be able to converse with Andrew, myself, um, and the rest of the pros. And you know, we talk lineups, we talk DFS. Um, on an occasional, on occasional Sunday, we talk the Broncos. Um, my favorite part of the afternoon. Um, but really, it is a great community, and we would love to have you join us. Excellent. Good work getting the Broncos in there. Had By to. the way, it's it's kind of a shame that we do Thursday night games and not Monday with your boy Omaha himself, Peyton Manning, doing those Manning broadcasts. Right. Monday they're, night. They're great. I yeah. love those. If you're not tuning into the to the the, the Manning brothers on Monday night. Um, it's the place to it's the place to be. I love this. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's entertaining. Plus, there's a lot of insight that you don't get on the normal telecast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Andrew, you know about the curse with the Manning Monday night. Yep. Uh, broadcast with, you know, I, they're very careful this Monday um, to to tiptoe around that. Yeah. Well, Draymond Green broke it because he was on there, and then Golden oh. State beat Brooklyn. So Phew. it doesn't apply to basketball. <laughs> only in only NFL. Yeah. <laughs> That's All awesome. right, so talk to me about this Atlanta side that is going to possibly have some trouble scoring. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty much the opposite story. You said the Atlanta Falcons have let up the second most fantasy points to QBs. The Patriots have let up the second least fantasy points to QBs. Um, and Matt Ryan is coming off a pretty tough week um, against the Cowboys. It was over early. He threw for 117 yards for two interceptions. Um, you know, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Rosen came in, and he also threw an interception. Um, so it uh, painting the picture from last Sunday, you're like, okay, Matt Ryan is not going to do it for me. However, the game prior against the Saints, which is a really good defense in the same regard as the Patriots, Matt Ryan threw for 343 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions, uh, with both touchdowns going to Zacchaeus. Um, so it's surprising the kind of roller coaster Matt Ryan's been on, um, but I really look at him as like a boom or bust QB, not my play in cash. In cash games, I'm going to load up on the Patriots side of the ball, but I actually think Matt Ryan is a very, very interesting um, GPP play, um, and, and I'll get there with my favorite stack option, but I just think it's interesting the roller coaster he's on, and I actually think this game script favors or is more similar to how the Saints play defense um, than the Cowboys. Um, so, so they struggled against the Cowboys, um, mainly against Jordan Lewis, who he lines up about 74, 84% of the time in the slot. And Jordan Lewis had pressure on the QB, had an interception there, um, and he looks really strong. Patriots, their best cornerback, also lines up in the slot, and that's Miles Bryant. Um, so he lines up the most in the slot. And I think I – I misspoke earlier. Um, I think this game is more in line with the Cowboys game, okay, not gotcha. the Saints game. Yep. I'll, I'll make, I'll make, I'll make that a little more clear. I, the Cowboys and the Patriots are the same, that they play really well against slot wide receivers, and, and they're really good up the middle with their safeties. Um, so I think Matt Ryan's going to additionally have a hard time. Um, but with Thursday night football games not going the way we're expecting them to, um, that's why you're going to get Matt Ryan at a crazy low ownership in a GPP, in a match GPP, um, and he really could have a big day, but that's not what I'm counting on. I think the best place to attack the Patriots would be against their on the outside against Jalen Mills. Um, not not so much J.C. Jackson, but Jalen Mills, who 
Zacchaeus is going to line up the most against. So I don't want to jump too far on the wide receivers. Andrew, what do you think of Matt Ryan in this matchup? Oh, I think you've said it well. I think he's GPP for me. I don't want to put him in my cash game because I don't like the matchup and I don't think I can afford him. Uh, so he's GPP only. And, you know, Zacchaeus has had the upside here. Yep. So I, I think I'm with you there and with the matchup that if I'm going to pair him up with one of those receivers, Zacchaeus is the guy. Yeah, and the price differential really speaks out to me, right? So like Russell Gage, he's a 10K on FanDuel, whereas Zacchaeus is is 7K. Um, and again, I let, he's matching up against Jalen Mills 33% of the time. Um, not a huge disparity, but Gage is matching up there 27% of the time. Like Gage, is, it's a big difference between – lining up in the slot. I mean, Gage is lining up in the slot 53% of the time, and Zacchaeus is there um, for right around 30, a little less. So it's more where Zacchaeus is lining up on the outside, and I think that's where Matt Ryan and the Falcons are going to have to throw the ball. Um, and, of course, the other outside wide receiver is Sharp, but he's seen two targets in the last two weeks. So he's really just not a part of the offense. And normally I would say I'm going to go to both outside receivers, but with Sharp the way he's playing and, in the limited opportunities and the limited amount of impact he's making with those opportunities, Zacchaeus for the price value um, and where he's lining up and where I think the Falcons know and should go with the ball as they're going to be playing from behind in the air. That's why I like Zacchaeus as my favorite wide receiver this week. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, how about Kyle Pitts? He's another expensive pass catcher. And then we've got Cordell Patterson and company to consider as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So on paper, Kyle Pitts has been playing well. He's had about seven targets um, on average, you know, 50, 60 yards. Um, he's a big part of the offense. His target share is really high. I actually think he's a pretty deceptively bad matchup um, against Phillips. Phillips has the best defensive catch percentage um, at 58%. Um, so when he's matching against tight ends, the tight ends just catch the ball 58% of the time. And that's the best in the NFL. Um, so you have Hayden Hurst out, uh, which only elevates Kyle Pitts more. Um, and again, I like him because he's a big guy and he's a really good tight end in this league. I think he can get it done against Phillips, but Phillips is really solid out there. Um, so I'm not going to put all my chips in on Kyle Pitts, even though he's going to be in my player pool. I would rather pay, pay up for Patterson, um, who is questionable in this one, um, but it looks like he's going to play um, or it, it's going to be up to a game time decision. Andrew, I'm leaning that he's going to be in there and playing. And Patterson has by far been the most consistent pass catcher and runner for this Atlanta Falcons offense. Um, and I think with this pass rush from the Patriots and how quick they're going to have to throw the ball um, or give it off, I think Patterson's in the perfect position for that. Um, so this Patriots defense is tough. I think my best payup option for the Falcons is going to be Patterson. Um, and my best value is Zacchaeus and Kyle Pitts kind of fits in the middle. Now, if Patterson is out for that game time decision, you have Gallman and Mike Davis. Um, and Mike Davis has, has had less than 10 rushing attempts over the last four games, really phased out. Gallman had 15 carries for 55 yards this last game, even though it really did come in garbage time. Um, so I'm counting Patterson to play. If he doesn't, I don't think I want to go to Gallman or Mike Davis. Um, so it's, it's really about just three guys for the Atlanta Falcons that I like to play. Um, and Andrew, I know that was, that was me talking a lot at you. I would love to hear a couple of your thoughts there. No, I, I'm again, I agree with you completely. 
I prefer Patterson over Pitts because of the matchup, because of the usage. You know, I was just thinking about Cordell Patterson and that combination of rushing attempts that he gets and and targets. Really, it's almost the Debo Samuel role that we saw uh, yeah. on this last primetime game where Debo turned into a quasi running back just to make sure they got the ball in his hands. Right. And that really helped him smash. Yeah. And, you know, Patterson's the same guy, same type of guy. And I think that's what Atlanta wants for him. He's had some weeks like that. Uh, I think New England will have a, a plan for that for sure. You're right. Um, so I, you know, I don't think he's going to go crazy, but he's, they're going to try to get him the ball the most. I would expect he would get the most touches out of anybody on that offense. So if you could fit him in, and he, obviously he's active, I agree. I think he will be with these limited practices he's gotten in. Uh, then yeah. I'd like to get him out there just because of the volume. Right. So he's he's playable for me for, for that reason for sure. Yeah, I think I think they're really going to make it a point um, to put it in his hands. So that's actually so as we mentioned with the GPP stack. Um, if you're going to go for a match GPP, a Matt Ryan Patterson kind of combo there is really nice in a cash game. If you're going to load up on the Patriots guys, um, that's where I would go to Zacchaeus. I mean, Pitts if you can fit them. Um, but that's where I would go to Zacchaeus for the value to still get someone on the other side of the ball. Um, so that's kind of how I'm looking at the roster construction. And of course, that's what we talk to our members about, uh, when you jump in our discord. So beautiful. Yep. Agree completely. All right. Well, let's talk some kickers here. Best part, best part of the podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, let you, I'll let you lead us off this week. Yeah, Nick Nick Folk is questionable, um, and I, Ader, I don't know if he's exactly going to play. Um, sounds like more of kind of a a, a back and forth decision. Um, you have Koo on their side for the Falcons, um, who, honestly, I feel like the Falcons have just been playing so down and have not been able to get to the red zone too often that. Koo hasn't been getting the opportunity he has had in the past, but he's a really good kicker. Um, and with the Falcons playing down, I do think they're going to move, be able to move the ball um, a little bit. So I normally pick the kicker who's on the losing side of the ball. Um, I think that's why I'll go with Koo um, if you had to go with the kicker here. Yeah, this is an, another one of the situations where, it, to me, it could be Folk, and it could be, if it's a blowout, the situation where he just gets – one or two field goals, a few extra points, and that's enough for him to outscore Koo. Right. Um, sort of like we, we tried to do with Justin Tucker last week. Uh, yeah. And then he surprisingly missed a, a kick under 50 yards. That was a shocker. I think we jinxed him. We, we may have. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to give a, a slight edge to Folk this week. I do think gotcha. he'll play. Because um, I, I just think there's a chance – you know, New England really stifles them and they only score, you know, seven to 10 points, maybe 14. Sure. Uh, and Folk out, out, outscores them. So uh, more of an option for me on, on DraftKings this week, the way that the uh, salaries and, and roster constructions work out. I like it. Beautiful. Well, we're going to finalize those full FanDuel and Yahoo lineups for everybody, the cash lineups and the GPP lineups. Uh, and then the core on DraftKings for your cash games and GPP. So yep. DFSCoachTalk.com to jump in and take advantage of those. Joe, any final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to really get after this one. Um, please give a like um, to the video if you've enjoyed the information. You know, I subscribe as well. Um, Andrew and I, uh, we're always on 
Twitter, on YouTube, you know, feel free to send us questions of your own. I'm happy to answer them and give our give our two cents um, there as well. So yeah, any interaction, um, if you want to jump in our Discord, that's obviously the easiest way. But you know, don't be afraid to drop a comment down below. You know, we'll definitely love to uh, interact with you folks, and you know, we just appreciate you listening to us. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure to check out our NBA podcast seven days a week and our main slate NFL podcast coming up this weekend along with the primetime show to cover Sunday and Monday night games. All right. On behalf of Omaha Joe and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.